0: Blind Scream opened to the public last night for the first time in a couple years. But the entire time they had to close to the public, the team was building the maze and expanding the story. Coming up, now that Blind Scream is finally open, what can you expect?
1: Oh, we got some info here. I think we cut his legs off your feet in the cage. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> from the haunted attraction network. I'm Philip and this is day 39 of our 61-day hauntathon counting down to Halloween. Today is Saturday, October 9th, and there are 22 days until Halloween. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our hauntathon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our hauntathon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at hauntedattractionnetwork.com. Support for today's episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. Okay, let's get back to Blind Screen. I visited during opening night and I sat down with Drew Dominguez and Judy Walker to hear more. I started with the basics like, what is Blind Screen? (laughs)
2: That's a good one. I mean, nobody's actually asked me that question. It is a story that we started about 12 years ago about the Hunter family. It started with Doc Hunter and his Horatorium, and every year we introduce a new character, and that new character usually comes up with a new haunted uh, attraction for the coming, coming years. Finally, after 12 years, his sisters, who are all witches, have uh, come together and put together the witch house. Each one of those sisters is a hunter. There's Helga Hunter, Heldreth Hunter. They all have H names. And Hunter was a, a perfect name to give them for the back end of it because they are all hunters and they're all nasty, <laughs> nasty family. <laughs>
0: join us, join us. These, sister,
2: his, these sisters of his live all over the country and you get to meet the dark gothic witch sister who is a Hilda Hunter and her other sisters, which there is a voodoo witch, a swamp witch, a gypsy witch. And each one of them has their own thing that they do. What is the North Star
0: overall for the attraction in terms of design or in terms of what you want the guests to feel or experience as they're going through?
2: We designed it out to be almost a play. So we want you to feel like you're immersed in this play. Like you you could really watch this on stage and watch it happen. But what if you were walking through it? and it lines up like a a movie shot all the way through. If you were to walk through with a video camera and somebody startles you, you're going to back up and you're going to take an alternate path.
1: Hello there. Welcome to my lair. Hello. Good evening. Ah, I see you brought a friend for the wolf. Mm Mm-hmm. Always throw him in front of you.
2: Yeah, he's a sacrifice. We don't claim to be the scariest haunted house because that's everybody can have that claim, they can have that, that's fine with me. We wanna be the Halloweeniest. We want you to feel every now and then that you see that jack-o'-lantern in the back corner that's just flickering or whatever. We want you to feel the Halloween part of Haunted House Halloween. I came from really old school. I came from the original Not Scary Farm. I came from campus life haunted houses which were the startings and the beginnings of some of these things, along with the JCs and some of these other ones. And some of those guys really came up with some good stuff with really 50s technology. And it's, you're able to do that, the leaves creaking under their feet, the crackle of, of the branches, the wind blowing, you hear a little bit of water in the stream bed or something like that. Those things are the triggers that trigger nightmares. It's that thing. And then letting it go so far, and then all of a sudden you just drop that humor bomb on top of them, and they all laugh about it. And now you have Halloween. That's what we are all about. We're here for Halloween. The older I get, the more vintage I want. The more things that I appreciate that way, that the, the predecessors that laid, laid the, the groundwork for us, right? And, and we also want the characters to go home with you
1: at night. We want them to be in your nightmares. We want you to think about them afterwards. We want the smells in the house to go home with you. We want that whole immersive experience as you walk through the haunted house.
0: It's interesting. So it sounds like you think that humor still is a a big component of Halloween. That's the flip side of the
2: horror coin. There's love, there's hate, there's humor, there's horror, there's... Black, there's white, there's dark, there's light. There's honestly, there's, got, there's the, the flip side of humor. What happens when somebody you scare the crap out of somebody and they come flying out of the thing? The first thing they do, is they stop, they take a breath, and then they laugh at themselves because that's what just happened. Every now and then you see that perfect tombstones that's Diane rot or something. And, and that's an oldie, but a goodie. But just seeing those, just those little bits. I think you don't have to come out just fearing everything, right? Scooby-Doo was a great cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) How did you arrive at this
0: particular storyline this year?
2: Okay, let's go back. I went to the very first Not Scary Farm. the 25th anniversary, I was a lead prop master in Not Scary Farm. I built props for different universal haunty things. We've done props for Six Flags. We do a lot of that stuff. But one of the things that I really noticed is it's always the male that scares the people. And we're like, women can be equally big, so let's give them their day. And very rarely do you see that. Like, we give the whole haunt to the women. We
1: did the witch house two years ago, but it was much, much different because we had two haunted houses. It was just a piece. We didn't put the 100% into it that we've actually put into it uh, this year, but it, it worked two years ago. But due to COVID and not knowing how it was gonna be when we got to open up, we decided that it was important to make sure we had one great haunted house. So instead of two haunted houses, we uh, designed the witch house to be one big haunted house, and that's where we brought in all of the rest of the um, characters, the other witches, and expanded on that. We have some really talented female actors that we, have been with us over the years. We've given them more power in their roles. We haven't seen a lot of haunted houses with the whole witch theme. It happens, in, but around here, We don't see a lot of that. It's a great time to focus on witches and to play up that whole theme for this year. Next year, I don't know that we're going to go witch again.
2: One of the picks with the witch house was, haven't seen it. There's no zombies in it. It's not Walking Dead. It's not a pirate movie. And then...
1: And we hadn't done witches. And we hadn't done
2: witches. And so that was a a total, complete retool because costumes, makeup, all that other stuff had to come in. And when we do our costumes and makeup, we really don't cheat out. Up here, we have nothing but forest fires. So that shuts us down just about every year, too. So we built a witch house. We had another Carnicus kind of thing, and it went into a blacklight back room and everything. And then that year, we're like, you know what? Let's get rid of this let's start with one big one and walls were coming down moved around there was some stuff that we did that was really cool so we left it up so then we just hunkered in and we decided rather than spend all of our money tearing this crap down putting it in a trailer rolling it down the road storing the trailer putting it back in the trailer coming back up rather than spending that money what is that cost we decided to just hunker in what was that cost pay that as storage rent on this building and then just build and build. And every weekend, my boys would come together and we would build a new set. We'd come up with our designs. And so we had literally 100 weekends to work on this thing, right? We don't go shopping for the props and stuff that we need. We build it all. So there's actually a studio in the middle of this haunted house where all the rubber is cast, all of the molds are made. I make all the old molds. We make our own music We have our own sound effects. You won't see anything like this on the planet Earth. And that gives us also the opportunity to work differently. This is the first year anybody got to see all of us. Everything that we got to do, everything that we had, kind of reads out like this kind of a cool comic book. It's got a story. It's got all those elements. here we go again, another bunch of tourists wandering around like they know what they're doing. Do you have any idea how long it takes me to put the things in here down? And now you come drooping through here, waking them all up. <laughs> we're fine with you, fine. On through there, and then I'm going to be breaking this thing up behind you, and you will not be seeing the light of day again. I can promise you that. Off with you. Walt Disney said, "I'm sitting on a bench and I'm looking at these people and they're on a carousel in Griffith Park." And he said, "That's what I want my that's what I want my theme park to be. I want it where grandpa and the baby can ride together on certain things and I want it I want them to be immersed in what I have." It's hard to imagine that you're in the Sears Auto Center. Yeah. When you're walking through it, it really is, you know. One of the biggest things is just
1: being able to open. We have really worked hard to make sure it's a safe situation, not knowing what's gonna happen with COVID. We've got our actors masked up on top of their scary masks. Everybody's got their COVID masks, our guests are wearing masks. It's been a struggle to know what the consumer's gonna want to see us. What's it gonna take to get them into our doors? What's gonna make them feel safe? But then what's also going to be scary and Halloween-y and what can we do to make sure we've got a safe and entertaining atmosphere. And we all have been anxious to get back to Halloween and events. And this is just really one of the first steps up here in Northern California. It's been really slow. Events are so slow to come back. And so just being able to open this year and to have changed the house up with more projections more sounds more animatronics we've cut our actor base back a little bit just so we could have a safe and entertaining haunted house that we could show off to our community
2: then also the haunt is just probably singularly the prettiest thing i have ever built in my entire life and i have built some big things and i've worked for not scary farm and i've done those things i've been that guy who's built 10 mazes in a year. And this one here, it's just a beauty. I can't be happier with the family that helped me build it. I can't be happier with my acting family. We, we just, all just gel. And it used to be that things were tougher and they were harder. And people were butting heads a little bit harder and, and things, but this year has been fantastic. I warned ya, I warned ya. And now they are going to be turning you into monster mash. Enjoy your Halloween jollies.
0: Today's episode was produced by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Stay up to date this season with our free weekly newsletter. Sign up at hauntedattractionnetwork.com. We're counting down to Halloween with daily podcasts and our 61-day Haunt-a-thon. Our Haunt-a-thon is made possible through generous support from Gantam Lighting and Controls. We'll see you back here tomorrow and every day until Halloween.
2: This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.